listening to the Seven Rivers Student Ministry Podcast. We believe that all students are lovable through a relationship with Jesus. If you'd like to know more about our ministry, you can visit us at www.sevenrivers.org backslash students. This is the place where we talk about the spilt milk of parenting teenagers. I'm Mikey Puckett. I'm Jason Wayhead. Whoa. Curveball again. Now this is actually becoming more of a... Where is Sarah Harris? Yeah, that's the question. Hashtag where is Sarah Harris? We have not heard from her in weeks. I might put some signs out. You know, like I miss... I'm concerned. Yeah. I'm legitimately concerned. Must be a really good book. Yeah, really good. She book. must be like riding up a storm. I know. Maybe 500 pages at this point. I can't wait to read it. I know. I hope it has pictures. Oh yeah. Do you think she's a good artist? Oh yeah. She's yeah. Good. Oh yeah. She does her. Uh, she does her. Pint and pile. Oh yeah, that's right. She is like creative. She's pretty creative. Mm-hmm. So she has some skills. So essentially. Jason has been a great co-host filling in for Sarah. I might take over. He may take <laughs> over. So, in case you guys were wondering, Jason is actually kind of cut out for this because he actually he one of his dreams is to maybe one day be a counselor. So, hopefully, yeah. So, really, you could just instead of going to counseling, you could just talk to Jason for free. That's true. You could, but you wouldn't get. I'm not trained yet, so <laughs> you would. Don't be. Don't I'll probably, be, s- <laughs> don't I'll probably be so screw you up if you. No, no, no. You'll be good. You'll be good. Trust Jason. No, but I am. That's free. the name of his counseling yeah. program. Trustjason.com. Trustjason. Trustjason.com. With your money. Trustjason with your money. Yeah. Com. I'm very expensive. Very expensive. About two hundred dollars. A second. A second. A second. Wow. I'm that good. That is. Very I am that good. Wow. I don't think I can afford you. <laughs> so. <laughs> Well, we believe all students are lovable through a relationship with Jesus. We think parenting is really hard, especially parenting teenagers is difficult. And so we just want to say you're not alone. We're in the boat with you. Um, we want to be your teammates, your partners, and we want to we want you to uh, know that Jesus loves you. So let's let's get after it. Let's let's talk about the spilled milk. Yeah, 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 yeah. Woo-hoo. you made at the end of the intro oh is that me <laughs> don't blame that on me <laughs> you're the one with the weird noises over here so uh that was one of the strangest things i've ever heard but also kind of inspiring inspiring in a way it actually has inspired this podcast so it's gonna be incredible yeah. well it all hinges on that noise <laughs> so uh i'm sure people are like driving in their car and like you know listening <laughs> to normal volume and then all of a sudden Boom! Like right then, right there, <laughs> just out of nowhere, just some crazy alien noise comes out of out of thin air, and they are just. Hopefully, you're okay. Your ears and it changes okay. their lives. Yeah, it did. No, exactly, changes their lives. <laughs> so uh, we call that an adjacent adjacent encounter. So not an alien encounter, adjacent mm. encounter. Man, I really, I, I really feel like. I think I'm a lot funnier than I am. So, but I. 
You might be not as funny as you think. No, wait. You might be funnier than you think you are. Exactly. But we have to try. We have to force it a little bit more because they're different. Like, you and me are a lot more serious. Yeah. So we do have we to, have to make up. Sarah's yeah. Good. She brings in some of that, like, natural humor mm-hmm. that you know we a little bit yeah. more at. So. Well, we can acknowledge that. We can say that we struggle in this. Yeah. 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 That doesn't, we're not insecure at all. Not at all. Not at all. (laughs) (laughs) So, well, Jason, my first question I want to ask you is actually Mm. a very important question. Are you ready for it? Uh, Have you, maybe. (laughs) Did you, growing up, ever have an imaginary friend? Mm. This is a, a, you know, this can be an intimate question. That's a great question. I'm trying to think if I did. I I think I talked to my stuffed animals. I don't know if I had an imaginary friend. Right. But you did talk to your stuffed animals. I did. Yeah. So what were they? Did you have names for these stuffed animals? Um, I did. Um, I had a bulldog named Buzz. Buzz. Because I was a Georgia Tech fan. Okay. Because my dad went to Georgia Tech. Okay. But it was a bulldog. And so in a, in a That's sense. That's a little bit. Again, know, you know. You know, like. Yellow Jackets Buzz. Yeah. So yeah, I kind of like, like oh. insulted the bulldog in a way. Right, by calling him Buzz. Yeah. Did you actually think like that as a kid, or did you just, or is that how you <laughs> I, I don't think about it now as an adult? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, that was probably like, maybe this is kind of embarrassing, but it's probably like fourth grade, maybe. <laughs> third grade. So you could, you yeah. didn't have comprehension <laughs> yeah. to be able to think like that. That's yeah. awesome. Yeah. That's awesome. I'm trying to remember, I don't remember the names of, like the ones I had early on, yeah. so, but yeah, but I did have stuffed animals in fourth and fifth grade. Nice. Yeah. Hey, no, I'll admit no it. Shame. It's out there. No shame. Um, so don't feel ashamed of that, man. Yeah. Embrace that. So I still have stuffed animals. Well, I have to admit, <laughs> I still have an imaginary friend. Oh. So what's, his, what's his name is Dean. Dean. <laughs> he's still he's still real. He's still yeah. out there. He's, what's what's can, he up he's to? He's actually sitting right here. He's very short, very small, like a miniature action figure. And he yeah. drives a really cool convertible car. It has rain. It's all rainbow colors. Oh wow! Rainbows, like stripes, like like bursting colors, like mm-hmm. and like it goes so fast it like pulses colors out. Like vroom, wow! Vroom, vroom. Yeah, he's and his job. Do you want to know his job is? Yeah, what's his job? He puts all the toilet paper in the toilet pa- public toilet paper restrooms. Wow. Toilet r- restrooms in the public restrooms. So all if you go to a restroom and there's toilet paper in the stall. It's because of Dean. He wow. puts it there. He's he goes through the little keyhole and then like builds and makes the toilet paper for yeah. us. So it's he's very good at his job. Wow. So I wish he did it when I was, you know, working at Chipotle. <laughs> Where you, you guys often run out. Yeah, we'd have to. Uh, you have to. Uh, you have to. He's pretty expensive. So yeah. You probably couldn't. Affo- <laughs> Chipotle <laughs> probably couldn't afford it. Yeah, they probably could. So, well, he's never failed me. Everywhere I go, there's <coughs> usually toilet paper. So. In public restrooms. Yeah. And my own house, it's my responsibility yeah. to make sure. Dean doesn't go there. Dean doesn't go there. So um, I have no idea why we're talking about this. He just kind of reminds me of Inside Out, the I movie. You know, yes. Where there With the, is it the elephant? Yes. Or like yes. some type of. I've been thinking about that movie too a lot because we have been talking about our childhood stuff. And yeah. He is, it's essentially talking. The elephant is like this childhood imaginary friend. Yeah. That they let go. And I still haven't let go of mine. Dean is still. Dean's still there. Still there. He mm. works at Seven Rivers Church. He he oh, puts really? toilet paper into the, wow. the restroom. So you can. 
Yeah. For, so <laughs> give, give all the credit to Dean. The staff office building, though, he does not because yeah. that toilet paper is horrendous. Okay, really? that is like sandpaper. Okay, I'm just mm. saying, throwing it out there. It's well, it's a cry I, for help. <laughs> I don't really know why I wanted to start that way. I just thought we could force a little bit of funniness mm. into this. You know. Oh, I thought that was serious. <laughs> oh yeah, I thought we were being very serious. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I am serious though. I am serious about my imaginary friend, but wanted yeah. to try to. Try to you know infuse my inner Sarah into this conversation. Why don't so. we request if you if you why does why doesn't someone just we request an email from people telling us about their imaginary friend? Oh yeah yeah send it to a, us at yeah. srsm at seven rivers or or, sh- or s harris at seven, seven rivers, rivers power. Power. yep. So, well, last week we talked about attunement uh, and delight and w- attunement being delight, uh, seeing your kid, enjoying your kid, um, celebrating your kid, uh, that, you know, that's something that we all long for that I long for even today. And that maybe you as a listener, maybe long for as well. And that's one of the things that Dan Allender talks about. Who's a counselor in Seattle. He talks about attunement, that kids need attunement, containment and repair. And so today I do want to talk a little bit more, um, about containment and so if you haven't listened to the episode on attunement, go back a week, listen to that, and then uh, jump in on this one because this is this is like a three-part little scenario series on containment. So what do we mean by containment? What Dan Allender means is that it's boundaries. It's and it's and he actually actually calls it honor, uh, and essentially like it's the way to honor your child is by setting up boundaries, by setting giving rules in a sense, setting up areas where they can cro- go to and explore and areas where they can't. And it's a way to protect them, but also to teach them and to love them. It's a form of grace, um, but it's a way for them in creating a space for them to be who they are to the fullest safely as a child. Yeah. we They need delight and they need containment and they need boundaries where they can. Th- it's like, it's like fencing in the area and saying, in this area, you can be exactly who you are, and I will love you and enjoy, you know what I mean? I will love you no matter what, um, and setting up boundaries for that, um, for your kid so that they can experience honor in their life. And so, I know a lot of teenagers, and I talk to them a lot. Yeah. This is one of those areas where they complain the most. They'll be like, ah, oh, my mom and dad, they won't let me do this, or mm-hmm. my mom and dad won't let me do that, or they won't let me have a phone, or won't let me have Instagram. And I'm, every time I hear that, like, yes, I'm listening to the kid, and I understand yeah. where they're coming from, but I'm like, yes, yes, go, parent, go. You're the best. Awesome. Like, yeah, yeah. You have given them boundaries. You have said that they matter enough to you mm-hmm. for you to give them restrictions on their life and appropriate, appropriate to their age. Yeah. And so like, you have said, when I hear about, when kids come and complain about that to me, I'm always like, this is so good because this brings so much honor to the kid, even though they hate it. And maybe they complain about it all the time, and you're like, is it worth it? Should I just, like, give in mm-hmm. and let go? He's 16, he's driving, like, or she's 16, she's driving, like, mm-hmm. I'm just going to stop caring because it's just too hard. And to, to you who's at that point, like, I understand where you're at, but don't because yeah. because it's so important for them to have to know that they matter enough to their parents for them to have restrictions mm. and boundaries. And, and it's important for them to experience breaking those boundaries, breaking that containment, mm-hmm. um, in a sense, dishonoring themselves and dishonoring you. And that's where the third point comes in with repair, which we'll, we'll hopefully get to eventually, um, maybe, maybe in this episode, but maybe the next one. Mm-hmm. And so that is, 
that's good though. Like yeah. we, you actually, like so. A lot of times, I think parents get really discouraged when a kid breaks their boundaries, and and they sh- and and I think they feel disrespected, and it is disrespect. Your your parent has disrespected you, has dishonored you, and so I remember, you know, for me, like. I grew up and I would, you know, break the boundaries and, and push the boundaries or push the elements. Mm-hmm. And the worst thing for me was actually to not receive discipline for those. It was actually more detrimental to me to not receive discipline for those and like to not get caught. So I would do things secretively. And I remember my parents one day saying this and I, I'll always stick with me is that they pray for me to be caught. I'm like, who would ever pray that? Why would you want me to get caught, you know, yeah. cheating? Why would you want me to get caught breaking into the soccer game and not paying for it? Why would you want me to get caught, you know, uh, with you know this, you know, with the stuff that I do behind closed doors or that I do with my friends? Like, like, don't you want me to not get caught and get away with it? No, as a parent, you pray. You should be praying that they get caught. You should be praying that their teachers catch them. Yeah. But I think as parents, a lot of times we feel we can sometimes overplay it and I can overplay this with trip. Like if his behavior doesn't match what I want it to match, I get this voice in my head that says like, Oh, I'm a terrible father. Mm. You know, I'm not doing it, it the right way. Like I'm, I'm, you know, screwing up or, you know, like I get the shame that comes with it. That comes with like when your kid breaks the boundaries, the dishonoring, the disrespect, the shame of like, I have failed. Mm-hmm. And I think it's, I think it's, that's not true. As you set up containment and boundaries, you're not failing. And when your kid breaks them, you're not failing. You know, you're, you're not, you're not, you're not the one who made those choices. Your teenager can make those choices and they're responsible for those choices. And so when they behave inappropriately and you get a call from a teacher at school or things like that, don't take it as a knock on you as a parent. Yeah. Take it as an opportunity for you to offer your kid repair, your, your child repair, your teenager repair, an opportunity to offer them a a way for them to to find healing and experience Jesus. Mm-hmm. For me, like it's almost like I get excited when a teenager in our youth ministry gets in trouble or they like do something wrong. Mm-hmm. I get excited because I know it's an opportunity for them to experience Jesus. Mm-hmm. For them to admit and to own that I was wrong. I yeah. disobeyed. I was dishonorable. I was disrespectful. Yeah. And I need Jesus. Yeah. Um, it's a reminder to the kid that they are sinful so like what we don't want is kids so we so if you have attunement without containment all you have is a kid that thinks the whole time that they are like the bee's knees Mm. the savior of the world you know the hero in the story you know their mom and dad's little angel Mm. and that's not what we want but if you have but if you bring in attunement with containment you have a child that is delighted and celebrated but also has honor and conviction and, it's mm-hmm. and, and, and there's a way to do things and knows right from wrong and that what they feel and what they want isn't always the right thing and what they do isn't always the best thing they yeah. can they can actually grow in this situation so yeah what's your thoughts jason that um i think that's good <laughs> <laughs> i do this to sarah all the yeah. time i'm like okay i'm talking and then boom yeah. i just throw it at her yeah so. yeah just but yeah i like the the need for both attunement and containment. Yeah. You know, and they so go together. They have to go together. Yeah. Cause if you just have containment and no attunement, you're just like, maybe like a drill sergeant. You know? Right. So the yeah. other way, yeah, yeah. Containment 
with attitudement, your kid is all rules, all rules and may yeah. never feel like they are enough mm-hmm. or valuable or worthy of love or worthy to yeah. be delighted. And all they can think about is their mistakes and their sin. Mm-hmm. And they're haunted by that instead of set free by that through Jesus. Yeah. So like that is like on well, the flip side. Yeah. Yeah. And that's why containment needs repair mm-hmm. because a containment has to have repair too, because if you don't, have a place for the kid to like, yes, when you break the rules and you're dishonorable and you're disrespectful, mm-hmm. you need to have a way back to receiving delight and joy again. Yeah. And they can't have that if there is no way for repair, which a way for creating avenues of repair is only through Jesus. This mm. is why Christian parents have this awesome way of being able to have attunement, containment, and repair. A lot of times, like anyone can just, the repair is where it gets into the Christian stuff. Mm-hmm. That's where it gets into the repentance stuff. That's where it gets into like the Jesus Christ saved us so that we can confess our sins, mm-hmm. so that we can be sinners and still loved. Yeah. Like that's that's when it gets really exciting as a parent, a Christian parent, yeah. is knowing, yes, like I have these boundaries. My kid broke these boundaries. There's consequences on this earth for those boundaries. There's consequences for us in our relationship. Mm-hmm. But we can talk about that and we can work through that and we can reach a point back to celebration and delight and joy we can get back to that shalom that Mm -hmm. peace that wholeness because there is a jesus there is a savior that Mm -hmm. rescues my sinful child and rescues me as a sinful parent Mm -hmm. but i mean this is all we're speaking on this like from like thirty thousand feet you guys are like in the trenches and living and breathing day day, every day right forever so like this is obviously like you guys work full-time jobs you come Mm -hmm. home and like last thing you might want is to see your kid, you know, what they did on Minecraft, <laughs> you know, and yeah, what they yeah. made. Like, the last thing you might want to do is to enforce your boundary, boundaries and rules. Yeah. You know, the last thing you want to do is maybe talk about maybe repentance and how you maybe hurt them or yeah. they maybe hurt you. That's really, really difficult. And so, like, but I do want to invite our parents to think about these things and to think about, you know, as parents to think about how they experienced their own childhood. Did they experience delight? And or and did they have boundaries? Because mm. I think a temptation nowadays is maybe to lean less to is lean more towards the light and enjoy and celebrate your kid. Mm-hmm. This is just me, just what I observe. And so I think we lean more towards that, and we actually lack the containment mm. and the boundaries of saying what you did was wrong. Uh, you know, sometimes there are kids and students that we experience that they never say sorry. Mm. They are wrong, but they never own it. Mm-hmm. And yeah. I, w- I don't know. I w- what do you think? Why do you think they don't own it, Jason? Why do you, do you think it's because they think there is no place for repair? Do they think there is like if they admit that they're wrong, they'll never be like delighted in again? Um, is it coming from a place of feeling unlovable? I don't know. What do you? I mean, your experiences. I mean, we both have experienced times where kids have been yeah. very disrespectful. We've talked about, addressed it, and the kid mm. never even says sorry. Yeah, the k- student never said sorry or owned it, and I think. What do you what do you think that is a fruit of? Um, I think it's maybe it's a fruit of like not uh, like a lack of it in their life. You know what I mean? Like maybe there's not uh, an adult that said they're sorry to them before. Hmm. So they haven't seen it. They yeah. haven't seen it played out to them. Exactly. Yeah. That's so good. So no one has said, "Hey, I'm sorry," or maybe th- you know. So they've not never dealt with how to to do that. Maybe it's just they believe the lie. If uh, forgive and forget um and you know we remember that you know like right. we remember those kids who were disrespectful we talked right. to and you know like and i'm sure that 
you know, the, the other students remember that too. Right. So it's like we don't forget it. We remember it, um, and we love them, and we forgive them no matter if they, um, yeah, like took an initiative and said, "I'm sorry." You yeah. Know? And maybe it's like uh, due to a a pride thing, you know, like never wanting to be wrong or, or seem weak. Mm. People seem apologizing something weak, and it's actually I think the opposite. You know, it's I being think it's vulnerable and it's being brave. Yeah. Yeah, I think I think wanting for you know like yeah we can talk about tomb and containment and repair and like these are great tools to use and i think at the end of the day like the reason why we emphasize we want to emphasize containment is because we do believe in a right and a wrong Mm -hmm. we believe in evil and good yeah we believe in life and death and so like we want to show our children that there is truth out there mm-hmm. the ba- the lines are clear like the lord god has given us commandments he's given us boundaries um, and the boundaries a lot of times we feel like i think a teenager feels like this like ah, oh, you're restricting me and you're keeping me from being myself and actually it's the opposite your boundaries mm-hmm. as a parent are actually to enable your kid to fulfill who they're called to be in christ mm-hmm like you're setting up these boundaries so that they can be free to be who they really are, which is a son of God, mm-hmm. a daughter of God. And so like the view of boundaries from a teenager is hostile. So when a te- yeah. if you're talking to a teenager, like their view of rules is like they're they're rebellious towards it. Yeah. They're like the anti-rule followers. Like if you think of a teenager, they want to be against the rules. Mm-hmm. But they're but what they need to realize is that the fact that they are against the rules, they are setting up their mm-hmm. own rules. Yeah. And they're playing by those same rules. And they're actually playing by the rules of this world mm-hmm. and the boundaries of this world, which dishonor them and disrespect them. But mm-hmm. the rules of the Lord and the rules of God's word and law actually honor them and bring and um, bring healing and wholeness and glorification in it. Mm-hmm. Uh, not of them, but the glorification of God through yeah. it. So that's why boundaries are critical because if, it allows a kid, a teenager, to fulfill and to step into who they really are, which is a son and daughter of God. Yeah. And 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 it's the same for parents. It it allows them to do the same. The Lord puts boundaries on us to honor us, mm-hmm. not to disrespect us, not to restrain us, not to, you know, we talk about freedom in Christ. So a lot of times I'm talking to teenagers too. This is the other thing. It's like, I'll do whatever I want because I know Christ will forgive me. Have mm-hmm. you heard that before? Like, I will say yeah. do this because I know, like, at the end of the day, I have insurance yeah. with Jesus. And that is a kid who has a lack of understanding mm-hmm. of the law of God, yeah. lack of understanding of the truth. Mm. They have they understand that the Lord loves them and loves them no matter what, but they don't understand the cost and the price because they're lacking a connection and relationship with Jesus. Mm. I think a lot of times that can be the case with students who grew up in Christian subculture is— especially more kind of a progressive Christian subculture is like this idea of like Jesus loves me, Jesus loves me, Jesus loves me, but there's no, I love Jesus. And that's where it comes into containment and boundaries Yeah, is when they obey those boundaries and they step into those rules, they're actually communicating to you as the parent that they love you back. Mm. It's not, so your attunement is about you loving them. And then their response to the attunement should be, I love you back by obedience and I think you can have this conversation with your teenagers saying when you disobey, you cross these boundaries. Yeah. What I feel is hurt. I feel wounded as a parent. 
Like, mm-hmm. I, think, I think those are things you can say to your child and say, I set these up to protect you so that you can be who you're called to be because I want what's best for you. I want you to realize that you're a beloved son of God. But yeah. when you behave outside these boundaries, you're behaving like you don't understand that love. Yeah. Yeah. That's you a good like point. You look like you're thinking, Jason. I'm thinking about like the, like the, I, w- I think I w- when I was in sixth grade, I wanted a phone so bad. Yeah. Like I was like, everyone else has a phone. Everyone else gets the, and we didn't have iPhones. We had the, uh, the one where you flip and like a keyboard comes out. Oh yeah, you know, I like that. Yeah, those yeah, were yeah. cool. If you got one of those, you were yeah, you were you were, you were cool. Yeah. Um, I didn't get a phone until eighth grade, I think, but I was like longing for one. I remember it, like there was a I had a phone that was like not like it was disconnected. There was no service, so it was, but I would still carry it around just because like oh I can feel like I'm fitting in or mm. whatever. Like yeah, I, I would have my own phone, but not really yeah. text or you know there's no service. Yeah. And so I remember. So like talking about like boundaries or um, how you say like teenagers often like want to push the line and like yeah. they're like, don't put me in a boundary. I'll right. I'll even right. get my own phone without service. <laughs> yeah. Well, and, and, and the reason why there's OK, so I'm just as I'm thinking about this, the reason why a parent doesn't give a phone or sets boundaries of containment is because there's a relationship. Mm-hmm. Attunement, containment and repair. These are relational terms. Mm hmm. If it's if a child needs to realize a teenager needs to realize that they're in a relationship with a parent, and that the relationship of this is every relationship involves attunement, containment, and repair, mm-hmm. and like this is this is a critical part of the relationship is the parent delights and enjoys and celebrates the child loves the child attunement, the p- child responds in relationship by obedience, and the same thing is with us with the Lord. Mm-hmm. The Lord delights in, and we're lovable through a relationship with Jesus and we respond with obedience and I love you God back with our actions. God shows us his love with his action mm-hmm. by sending his son. We respond back by obedience and that's the way that we show and respond in worship. That's worship. So mm-hmm. honor and boundaries and containment is an act of worship. Obedience yeah. to that is an act of worship. It's the framework for connection to the Lord God. When mm-hmm. we disobey, we feel disconnected, right, with God? Mm-hmm. When a kid disobeys, they feel disconnected with the parent. When a parent disobeys the Lord, they feel disconnected with the Lord. And so we're just showing this out, this relational context. And I think relationship breaks down when there's disobedience. And so a two-man containment can't just go together alone. There has to be repair mm-hmm. because we're sinners. And so repair is required. In order for there, though, to be repaired, there has to be a sacrifice, the sacrifice of Jesus, the Son of God, for mm-hmm. our sins. That is then, now when you bring all those three together, you're getting this gospel waltz. You're getting this gospel dance. You're getting this, and you know, this relational connection that is, yes, I'm loved, mm-hmm. so I obey. But when I disobey, there is repair because of Christ. And so I'm loved, and so I obey. Mm. And when I disobey, there's this repair and connection through Christ. And so I love, and so I obey. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So it's yeah. like, this, and this is something that is constantly cycling through. So as a parent, don't be discouraged when your kid disobeys. Yeah, yeah. Because it's an opportunity for repair in Jesus. Mm. As a parent, be encouraged when your kid obeys mm-hmm. too. You know what I mean? Like Because it's a sign that they are bearing fruit of the love that is inside of them given through Jesus Christ. Mm-hmm. And so like this is 
you know, I think a lot of times we want to measure our parenting by how well our kids behave. And the temptation is, and the problem is, as a kid, and we see this too happen in Christian subculture that leans more on the more um, conservative side, you get kids that obey really, really good. And they follow the rules, and they play within the boundaries, Mm -hmm. but it's all fake. Yeah. It's not real. It's not coming from a place of genuine relational love. It's actually coming from a place of, I'm afraid. I'm mm. scared to disobey because of the consequences. Yeah. I'm, I'm scared to, you know what I mean? Like, so there's like, there is a sense that that is true. There needs to be a fear of the consequences. But if that's the sole driving force of your kid's obedience, yeah, then they're m- still missing out on the goal, which is relationship. And it sounds like there's not attunement there. Yeah. If they're, it's fear-based, you're like, there's not a safety. Of it, delight and yeah. joy. Or there's not a there's not a place for repair. Either. Yeah, it could be a lack of repair. That if I just obey, things can never go back mm-hmm. to the peace and joy that was once allowed. Yeah. So I experienced this with my father. Mm-hmm. Uh, one of my part of my story is one of the things I did as I was very rebellious. I got kicked out of my house, and so I was like kicked out of my house. I experienced the consequences. I deserved it. I was disrespectful. At the time, I disagreed, but looking back. I realized, like, this was good. I should have been kicked out. Mm -hmm. I was so disrespectful. But the problem was, is that, yes, we talked about it and we forgave, but we kind of forgot. And so, like, ignored this thing. And so, like, I always felt like there was this, like, lump between me and my dad. Mm -hmm. Like, this is, like, something keeping us relationally disconnected. And if Mm -hmm. you feel that with your child, that lump, if you feel that with your child, and I think my dad would say you felt the same thing. Mm-hmm. And if you're a kid and you're listening to this and you feel that with your parent, there's still something in between you and your your parent. Yeah. And so, like, the goal that Jesus offers us is the ability to address that particularly and to be able to um, repent from that and mm-hmm. work that out. Yeah. So my dad did a lot for me opportunities of repair later, mm-hmm. but for those first few years, it wasn't quite that. And so uh, there was always this lump. But eventually repair did get to come in, and I actually came to know, experience Jesus. And I would say when my dad forgave me mm-hmm. and finally remembered and we talked and went, worked through that out, Yeah, I just experienced this incredible love of the Lord. Wow. Um, and it just completely gripped my heart. And so I felt lovable again because the whole time I just felt like there's no way. my As much as my dad said, I loved you, I loved you, I couldn't believe it mm-hmm. because of what I had done because I still didn't feel like I had repaired. And so in some ways, like, you know, to have consequences for your actions is so good because it does offer an opportunity for repair to take place, like, mm. and things like that. So I don't know. I mean, this is just me processing and thinking out loud. I don't, and I don't know. What do you think, Jason? But um, Yeah, I think that's, it's, I think it's really neat that you can pinpoint in your story right. where these have lacked yeah. and where, like, I'm sure you can do the opposite where these things have been really good. You yeah. know, where, like, it, Attunement has happened, where containment has happened well, and where repair yeah. has happened well. And then yeah. you can, like, where has that not happened well? What what did that feel right. like? How did that shake everything up? And I'm sure as parents, like, all the parents out there can, you know, look to yeah. their parents and say, hey, where where was that? What was good about that? Right. And where did, where did it lack? And yeah. And I think for me as a kid, as the rain, we got some rain coming down, so you might hear some rain coming in, but... It's our sound effects. It's sound yeah, effects, yeah. yeah. Good sound effects. I think for me, I think I um, I thought that I had to be perfect. You know what I mean? With my parents. Mm-hmm. And so, like, if I had disobeyed, I th- didn't believe that there could be possibly repair between us. 
And so like when I got kicked out of my house, I could not fathom that there could be potentially healing there. Mm. I thought that was just it. And so like I was in some ways acting like a legalist with my sin mm-hmm. that I had to keep this perfect track record. Yeah. And uh, to that point, in a sense I had, I'd been like kind of the perfect kid. And so mm. this was a big thing for me, yeah. a big deal for me where I finally had to look in the mirror and go, there's some ugly parts in me as a kid. And I think teenagers are realizing that. And so like a teenager mm. kid is realizing that there are some ugly parts to them. And I think that's good. Mm. And I think as a parent to have those conversations and to talk about those things is so good. Mm. And that's part of the containment. That's part of the attunement. Yeah. And then next week we'll, we'll dive into the repair, which is where it gets like, it gets into more of the spilt milk of broken, breaking down those relationships, wow. but then healing those relationships and actually experiencing, you know, the gospel in them. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. I mean, this is just, this was so helpful from Dan Allender for me mm-hmm. personally with my own childhood and with my parents. Mm-hmm. And I just hope it's just as helpful to you guys as we kind of regurgitate some of this. Mm. Obviously, Dan is way better. <laughs> so go to Dan Allender's website, maybe do the story work stuff mm-hmm. that he has. So, well, the milk was built. Yes, it was. We had a conversation. We talked about it. You know. In case you guys were wondering, we actually do have a cup of milk that we just spill on the desk. Yeah, we, do, we don't actually clean it up. And we just keep spilling it each episode. Yeah. It just gets this real nasty smell. It smells smell. in here. You yes. Know, like, it smells really bad in it here. It smells really bad. Well, we, we <laughs> love you guys. You matter to us. Uh, and and we'll, we'll talk next week on repair. So uh, take care. See y'all. Pray for Sarah. Pray for Sarah. <laughs> she comes back, please. <laughs> Thank you for being here today for the Spilt Milk Podcast. We are so thankful that you tuned in. Um, We would love for you to like and subscribe our podcast on whatever podcast platform you listen on. Also, if you loved this content, we would love for you to share this with your friends. We think this is valuable content and we want it to get out there. Also, you can give us a five-star review. That would be super helpful. It gets it to people um, who it may not have gotten to otherwise. If you want to follow us anywhere else, you can follow us on Instagram at Seven River Student Ministry. You can also follow us on Facebook at Seven River Student Ministry. And if you have any comments, questions, concerns, advice on how to podcast, (laughs) you can email us at srsm at sevenrivers.org. Thanks for tuning in today.